Welcome to season two of I Vet So Hard, the not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams. Hold on to your sanity, happiness, and success. Learn a few new tricks and embrace efficient processes that actually work in veterinary practice. In each episode, we'll kick the tires on a hot topic and break it down into five key takeaways that you can start using right away. I'm Dr. Stacy Santi. I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. I'm Dr. Krista Wallace. And this is I Vet So Hard. We are here today to talk to you about how to Marie Kondo your practice, because chances are, if you have a veterinary practice or you work at a veterinary practice, it's a hot mess. It's time to clean house and we've got some good suggestions and real science behind why you need to. So let's dive in. Now, our goal today is for you to get as close as you can, as close as humanly possible to have a Pinterest worthy practice. And what we mean by that is we want this thing organized, cute, matchy, matchy. We we're going to label the shit out of everything. Like we want you to try to get there or as close as you can. And it's not just because of appearances. Now, granted, I would like that to, I would like my practice to look like that, right? Pinterest worthy. I spend way too much time watching like organizational TikToks of people like organizing their pantry and their and their fridge it's very appealing however the more important reason and motivation for you to do this is to improve your workflow and efficiency when it comes to getting things and to decrease your staff time and stress level and there's some real science again behind this so uh you saw a study from harvard about this even right yeah harvard has done a study and they've proven that when you are in a cluttered environment, your cortisol level increases. And this leads to feelings of being overwhelmed. It leads to anxiety. It even leads to depression. So when we're in a profession where we're already at risk for that, it seems like we need to do everything possible to set ourselves up for success and organizing the practice is going to be one of those. And, you know, it's hard because not the it's not top of mind and you got a lot of other things to do and years come quickly. And before you know it, you've been in the same building 10, 20 or more years. And you and still have all the rebates in that front door. I guarantee it. You've never <laughs> thrown a rebate out ever. <laughs> and you probably have about, um, you know, 10,000 pens. <laughs> Of various styles. No, there's not 10,000 pens because the pens are always gone. It's the, the good the pens are gone. gone. The shit pens are still there. But we've got some like real nasty towels from like 1993, like some old sheets that somebody's got. Uh, we've got old print x-rays, which now, you know, like are probably, we've exceeded the recommendation on how long we have to keep them as part of our medical records. We've got um, old yeah. scrubs that the fired employees are, have given us back that we might someday need to wear for a parvo. <laughs> we're using those for parvo for isolation. Obviously, we're storing that stuff. But it's true. I mean, think about all the stuff that you have. And I, I think translate this to your own life. Like, number one, I think about it. I, I am not. Um, I'm kind of a, a neat freak. But I can't be because I live with three males and that are literal chaos tornadoes at all times and a crazy dog. So like my house, I would love it to be clean and spotless at all times. That's not possible in my life. 
But when I think about when I lose my shit, it's because it's gotten to a level that it just like stresses me out. And then I'm way more crabby and I'm more quick to react because there's just stuff everywhere. And it's not necessarily like, I'm not saying like it's a hoarding situation, but I'm just like, you know, the dishes are out or there's, you know, the kids school stuff, the papers from school. Oh my God, you guys know what I'm talking about. But when that also like elevates my level of stress and anxiety just because that stuff is out and around. And then I also would have to go to the clinic and it's still like that there. <laughs> like I can't handle it. So I think there's some motivation here, especially given that uh, the Harvard study you saw was like on mothers specifically, I think, but there's also data out there just in general about, you know, stressing people out, being overwhelmed. Let's not be cushionoid by increasing our our cortisol levels. Yeah, really. And the other thing too, is the perception the clients have, Sure. you know, you're, if you're charging lots of money, which hopefully you are, because you should be for your valuable services, it, it may be hard for clients to put all that quality of care. If your front desk is just a cluttered mess. Yeah. And not that it should be related, but let's be honest, impressions matter. Impressions matter and organizational stuff. There's ways to do it very affordably so that you look the part. And again, it's going to help your practice. So we called this the how to Marie condo your practice, because if it's, if it does not bring you joy or if it's in the way, or if it's from 1993, time to go. Hey guys, it's Krista Wallace from the I Vet So Hard podcast. Did you know that I Vet So Hard is race approved? All you need to do is listen to three episodes and take a quiz at IVetSoHard.com and we will send you your CE certificate. It's that easy. So what's our first step? First step is you're going to need to be vigilant about throwing stuff out that you don't use. This means if you haven't used it in the last, I don't know, what do you say? Two years, if I'm being lenient, it needs to go. Yeah. Like the lapsing patient thing. If they haven't been in in 18 months, they probably, you know, (laughs) I think that's how we should relate to it. But honestly, if you haven't used it in a year and a half to two years, you're probably not going to. Now, of course, there's some like medical equipment, like, you know, I don't know, a ventilator or something. You know, some the, important the stuff. little kitty. I always had the little tiny kitty masks for the asthma emergency albuterol treatment, which I really rarely had to use, but you should have a place allocated for rarely used medical equipment that you don't right. want to throw so it's out of the way. Yeah, for sure. It's out of the way. But the things like you know, oh, this would be a handy educational aid, or here's this, you know, model of a stifle, or here's this stuff from my rep that you think might be handy, but it, realistically, it's just one more thing. If you have not used it in the exam room with a client or to help you with your staff, time to go. Gotta go. And I'm going to just pick on one of my pet peeve areas for a minute. It's the Um, when people give you dog beds or these giant blankets, you've got to throw those out. We can't wash them. They're hard to store. I don't know why it is that when a dog dies, people think we want all of their crap, but you might just feel guilty throwing it away, but you got to get rid of that shit because you can't keep it. It's too big. It's too messy. And while I'm on it, I'm just going to go under my rant here. 
can we please just stop taking recycled towels from free places that don't match <laughs> that are tattered and torn in various sizes I mean, I have to tell you guys, one day I lost it on this particular one. And I, at lunch, I went over to Bed Bath and & Beyond and I bought 20 towels. Now you might need more than that. I don't know, 20 towels. I invested two or 300 bucks and my life was so much better because they looked nice. They matched, they were easy to fold. It was amazing. Well, then they stack nicer and everything too. And the worst thing is like, I'm always so embarrassed if you bring a towel in because an animal has, you know, a cat has urinated in the carrier or you're trying to cover the table or like if it's an older dog and you need to have, you know, some cushy area for them to lay down on. You've got this like blanket or towel that has like clearly been, you know, stained with anal glands for the past seven years or has like a nasty <laughs> hole in it. That's, that's not cool. And also we've actually had some problems with this. Like in my own practice, I, this came up because we did have some that were like straggly or they have a hole or a strength. Like that's a foreign body waiting to happen. Right. And I had a dog that was like, just destroying this towel because it probably, cause it already had this like string hanging off of it and then he ate it. And that was a problem. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're not that broke. We have to take free towels and they're not that expensive. So <laughs> Amazon. Go, go get some. Okay. Number two. Definitely need to organize the messy areas. And when you're looking at your, um, your shelving and things that you're reaching for every day, I feel like it's time to really look at your team. How tall are they? Number one, uh, do you have appropriate like step stools or things like this? I feel like we went through this with our clinic that we, at one point, you know, alphabetized, for instance, all of the medication. Well, that is not actually effective, right? So if you're using amoxicillin all the time and it's on the very tippy top shelf and you have a doctor that's 5'1", this is a problem. So organize your areas, look at the content by not only the height of it, but the height of your team and what you're using frequently. I think there's a bajillion options out there for organizing things in better ways, but again, dollar store, Target, whatever, get some nice bins, get that stuff labeled. There are so many awesome uh, posts that I've seen in Facebook groups about how to organize muzzles or ET tubes or e-collars, right? Like, have you seen some good ideas? Oh yeah. There was a guy years ago. I, I'll have to see if he's still around. He was selling at a trade show, an e-collar organizer, and he handcrafted this thing to hold all the e-collars. And it was like the best purchase I ever made. So you've just got to, you can't just throw that stuff around and it, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't because it, it's messy and it's hard to find something. And the worst thing is you've got a dog trying to bite you and you can't find the, the XXL muzzle anywhere. Right. Right. And stacking them never works because inevitably you need one that's in the middle, but you have to like take all the others off to be able to get to it. And <laughs> I think you got to find out good ways to hang those. I would love it if you guys would tag us in your photos on Instagram of what your practice is doing, because I, I really have seen a lot of really good solutions. I've seen things like shower curtains or those specially made hooks, um, ET tubes. That's also tricky. Like if you're going to be AHA accredited that you have to have different 
you know, standards there. So there's some, some things to navigate. And again, what works at your practice might not work at mine and vice versa, but I'm curious to see what you guys are doing, but definitely worth organizing the messy areas and, or the things that are not easily accessible that you're using frequently. That's my phone. Okay. Do you get, by the way, do you get like a ton of spam calls all the time now? I do get more than I would like. Yeah, it's my sure. life. It really trick, it really pisses me off because they've gotten really smart too and they'll use the like area code that of St. Louis. I like, know. They use your local then, area code. And then I'm like, oh no, like somebody from the school or you know what I mean? Like something with the kids, like I don't know those numbers. So I always answer them. And I'm like, God damn it. I know. I'm like, as soon as it's like, is this Stacy Santi? I'm like, oh, you mother effer. Like, <laughs> I'm usually just like, take me off your list, click. Hey, veterinary rock stars, it's Stacy from the I Vet So Hard podcast. Have you ever found yourself in the line of fire facing off a disgruntled client? Your heart rate goes up, you start sweating bullets, and your brain freezes. Well, I've created a course just for you. It's called How to Defuse a Client Bomb, and you can access it at ivetsohard.com. The course is 45 minutes, and when you're done, you will walk away with a 10-step process on how to defuse even the worst Karen that crosses your path. So go check it out at ivetsohard.com. Let's move on to number three for Marie Condoing Your Practice is... And this one really helps you be more efficient too, is we'd like to introduce, and you probably already do this, so we can't take credit, but making kits, kits for things that go together, like, for example, an eye kit. There is no reason for you to have the preparacane and the fluorescein dye strip and the tonometer, all the stuff in different, like different places, put it all in a little plastic bin. And now you have an eye kit. And this one, typically you actually do have to keep in the refrigerator because you've got some eye medications there in the kit that are refrigerated, but it's so nice to have it all in one place. It is awesome. And especially depending on your workflow and the number of doctors you have and, and how many, what your exam rooms are like, but you know, at my practice for a while, it was one doctor. She had four exam rooms. She's just starting out. And so it doesn't make sense to have, you know, four tonometers in each room or whatever. And so having these kits was really helpful because A, the technician could also be better prepared for that appointment. So if they knew a dog was coming in with shaking its head, right, or scratching its ears, they automatically had the ear kit and again we were able to take that into the exam room so we didn't have to bring the dog to the back which is a good like fear-free and also just timing standpoint um but you know they had the ear swabs in there so they could take a cytology and make a slide right away and they had the ear cleaner in there and they had you know they would put the otoscope in there before we got otoscopes and ophthalmoscopes in every room but i think it's pretty common for most practices to have you know like a bandage kit and a catheter kit but for us making an eye kit, an ear kit, and we also have a cytology kit. So a needle aspiration kit, which was actually something I learned from Dr. C, the cancer vet, but having that, so we had, 
you know, calipers and the slides and the syringes and needles and a tool to measure, right? All right in one thing. So it prevents you from having to have more stuff, which I think is great from just a A clutter standpoint and B like let's, I don't know, I'm big in general, like I don't think we need more stuff in the world. <laughs> so I think that is one way that we've been able to be much more efficient. And I'll give you another quick hint that we did not have room in our refrigerator for the Proparacaine, which was the only thing that we needed for our eye kit. So we just have a, I got to laminate it, you know, I love me some laminating. I laminated a neon yellow card, like index card, just says get Proparacaine and that's in our kit. <laughs> so that way they know they can go get it. But um, so hopefully that helps. Yeah, you can really do lots of things in collections like this and help your team. Okay, our number four for you today is have some dedicated storage space. Now I'm thinking about it's November and your drug rep comes to you and tells you you're going to get this smoking hot deal if you buy a mass load of parasiticides. So you do it, which is probably good, but then you've got to store it and you need to think about where you're storing it. And make sure you've got a nice area that is for the overstock. And let me just give you a little spoiler alert. This is not the parvo room or unused cages. As much as you want to store things in there, you should not because it just gives a massive clutter feeling. And truthfully, when you have that much extra surplus, it's easier for those things to go missing or yeah. you forget about them. So if you're going to take advantage of those deals, like this episode is not to debate the pros and cons of doing that from an inventory or cash flow perspective, but those are certainly considerations to make. But I think having a storage area where these definitely are, and you can be very sure of the amount that goes in there, possibly even locked. I'm not saying, I'm not judging anyone, but just saying that this has happened in some practices. So I think it's important to think about, okay, if you have it in on top of the Parvo cage, like, are you really sure that you had four boxes of it up there? Or did you have a way to make a notation of how many boxes were there? Did you have a way to lock that? Any of that, like, think about those things in addition. Yeah. And when you do have a separate storage area, you just put a note card in the last one or near to the last one that says you can get more of this here and list the location. So nobody needs to go running around wondering. And, and while we're at it, you need to do that for reorder. So you need to make reorder cards. If you don't have the surplus on hand to say time to reorder. Those are just nice little efficiency hacks that keep you in product. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our last tip, which is my like, again, personal love is managing <laughs> cords and cables and getting stuff off the floor. So of course, as many of you know, your practice was probably not designed for the amount of technology that you now have. Even my best friend's practice when she opened it in 2019, we did not calculate properly the number of like outlets and like computer plugs and things that you need. So, cause there's a plug for everything, you know, you got your, your label printers and everybody's got a, a laptop and now you're, you know, if you do cordless um, charging terminals, like stuff like that. So that stuff adds up and those cords get out of control real fast 
which is a fire hazard. And let's be real, they're all under the desk and encased in a tumbleweed of dog hair. And <laughs> so fire hazard, not, not clean, not organized. And then inevitably when one of those things goes down, then it's a huge nightmare and a huge stress to figure out which plug is what. So first tip, get yourself a label printer. You will thank me later because I label everything. I'm not even going to lie here. I'm not even ashamed about it, but every cord <laughs> I label, it has a label. I print it twice so I can fold it in half. So it makes a little flag. So I know what it is, no matter what angle I'm looking at it. So it'll be like, you know, printer, server, label printer, charging terminal, <laughs> like I found like whatever it is. So label everything. And then you can also get, and we should link this up in the show notes, Stacey, but we finally invested in cable boxes. So you can get these like nice boxes. So you can kind of stuff everything in there if you need to, that's fine. Do it neatly and nicely, but it prevents all the hair. And it's so much easier to like, oh, we're mopping the floor. I'm just gonna, you know, pick up this box or whatever we ended up actually mounting them on the on the wall or the cabinet on the side so they're not on the floor so nobody has to do that but even if we did it would have been way better than trying to pick up a power strip that you know we had like three on the floor at one time and i was like this is a nightmare and then last but not least those cord wraps so i get those um like velcro cord wraps and so you can you know one cable is like 20 feet long and the other one is three feet long and your outlet is you know a foot away you don't need all that extra cord so it helps you keep that organized and up and out of the way i love what you're saying and they even make animal cord wraps they have sorry, what? well they have these little cord they're like they've got wire in them and you wrap them in their little animals they're so cute what the heck i didn't know about that oh yeah search, search it up on the google Jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, guys, those are five tips on how you can get started. And there are a few places you can just start right away. Hot spots in your practice. Number one place you need to Marie Kondo is the front desk. And I say that because this is first impression stuff. This is what the public's seeing. So make sure you've got your front desk tidied up and you need to look at it like put the hat on of the pet owner walking in with fresh eyes. And do you have every table tent that the drug reps have given you on the counter, every, you know, signature pad, mouse pad, whatever, like just clean it up. Most of the stuff can get chucked for a nice, like streamlined, really clean look. I think another hot spot is the break room. And I know that's tricky, but making sure your break room, again, is supposed to be for breaks and for your team to be able to get a quick break and recharge. And if it's stressful and dirty and gross or nobody like wiped down the table after lunch or you have 8,000 flyers for CE events in addition to the obviously required like OSHA and, you know, state labor law posters that just bring everyone so much joy. Let's <laughs> add to that by like throwing in a bunch of like somebody else's lunch mess and or a bunch of paper. So I think this is something that really being able to spend some time on and make sure that it is a place of, I'm not saying like, we're not trying to make it like a lounge where everybody's going to be hanging out for hours on end, but at least make it not stressful for your team. Yeah. You should want to go in there and relax for five to 10 minutes. And 
One of the things you can do to really get a good eye on this is take yourself into the break room and close the door and sit there for 10 minutes without your cell phone and just look around and see, is this a cool place? What could we do differently here? Because chances are it it's probably needs a deep cleaning and it's some organization. Yeah, hundred percent. So hopefully this is something that you can work on as a team in general for all these things. I think reaching out to your team and saying like, you know, I would have, I would have been all over it if somebody had said, can, who wants to organize this area? Or does anyone have any spots that are like not bringing you joy? And the answer cannot be the entire clinic, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think there's probably more people than you think that would like to help in this area because they know it will help them. There's going to be some people that really don't care and that don't get bothered by this, but I would venture to guess that there's, there's some people on your team that are willing to participate in this exercise. And I think the entire team will benefit. Yeah. And for some inspiration guys, we would like to give a shout out to Nicole Clausen. She has a Pinterest page that is phenomenal. She gives lots of tips on how to organize your inventory. That's her specialty. So be sure to check that out. I think you really like seeing some of the ideas she shares. Absolutely. She's got some awesome stuff. And like we mentioned, tag us in your photos if you've got some good solutions, some awesome container deals, like whatever you got. We want to help everybody out probably some things that we can take back to, to our practice as well. So it's certainly not perfect, but it's always something in, you know, in the works, I would say. So yeah, after you do this, you're going to feel like a million bucks. It just think it's the, the before and after picture. You're going to feel, I don't know. I always feel so much better when I reorganize my, you know, kitchen or I get rid of stuff and it's all nice. It might not last forever, of course, but I, for that period of time, I am in heaven. <laughs> hundred percent. I agree. Thanks you guys. We hope we've given you some cool ideas and we'll see you next week for more fun stuff here on I Vet So Hard. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of I Vet So Hard. Don't forget to head over to IVetSoHard.com to sign up for bonus content with more tips on how to kick ass. We will see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Until then, here's to keeping your sanity at your practice.